0: What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcasts. Live your best life you must with Label Free. As always, bringing you incredible guests. We're actually here in person, so sit back, relax, and tune in. Our next guest has been on the show before. He is returning almost two years later with another best selling book. He is a uh, author of two books now. He's an IT specialist, travel, and UFC enthusiast. Please welcome Bob Biga. Bob? Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. It's so great to do this in person. It is. It is. So what was this like two years ago that we were able to do our first show together? I
1: believe it was around Thanksgiving yeah, of 2020.
0: Yeah. Well, just in time for Christmas. So Bob is a writer of an author of fiction novels. So we've got his first one here, "The Education of Adam." Fantastic book. Why don't you give us a quick snapshot of what this book is about?
1: Sure. Um, this is actually what we would consider a dystopian novel. Um, what it's about is about a um, a kid who's basically an orphan, and what he is is he had, he's brought to a school, basically in the middle of nowhere. It's a government-run school, and basically he has to figure out what's going on there because basically all of the adults there, which are not their relatives, are running the school. And he notices some nefarious things going on around there. But without giving up too much about what happens yeah. in the book, basically, he uh, Keep it a secret. He meets you know, he meets a couple people that you know he kind of like chums around with, and he realizes that not everything is what it seems in the backdrop of this world that seems to be kind of going to happen.
0: Okay, yeah. fantastic. And where can people find this book?
1: Um, this is on Amazon., uh, you'll be able to find it on Amazon Kindle, and you'll be able to buy it from Amazon. Excellent. Uh, and so it's also it's also um, if you go to fultonbooks it's on there also. Awesome.
0: All right. Now you have your second book. Actually, you have a third one too, I which do. we will get into. Okay. Um, let's get into a little bit about this book. So, okay. when did you start writing this book?
1: I started writing this almost immediately after I finished this. When you write, you kind of just go from one book to another. Also, while you're editing, I had somebody editing this, and then I started on this one. Um, I have I've had these ideas in my head for years, so I kind of just want to get them down on the paper. Sure. Um, as a matter of fact, this book right here, Bates Collision, was actually the first idea that I ever had.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: And I, I can remember exactly when and where I came up with this idea. Um, there is this movie, which is not similar to this story, but where I got the idea. There's this movie called Halloween 3. Okay. It's, yeah. it's, I think
0: everybody knows Halloween, right? <laughs>
1: but it's actually not the Michael Myers movie. Oh, it's, okay. It, it's, it's a weird story on how that those movies came about. It's actually about... Well, you'd have to see the whole movie, but it's notorious. Okay. Um, People either love it or hate it. With the movie, I remember seeing the cover, and it's kind of similar to this, in a way. Basically, it has a few kids on the cover. Um, It has, like, a real kind of, like, a orange background sky like this. And I always thought, wow, it would be really, really frightening if you were a kid of maybe, like, you know, 14 or 15, being off by yourself in the middle of nowhere when, like, uh, a... Basically, uh, a natural—I'm national emergency is happening. Oh gosh, you have no adults imagine. around and everything like that. You have to get home. And, you know, a lot of the kids in the books are kind of reckless, so they don't know anything. Only one of them can technically drive. So basically, I had that idea and I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe that'd be a good uh, idea for a story one day. And then, so, you know, some that was 1990, so somewhat 30 years later, I actually put it on paper.
0: That's awesome. So how, how long did it take you to write this book?
1: Um, probably about eight months, and then you go through editing, and that takes a while because with editing you want to do it right. I did. I had um, some peer reviews, and then I also had um, I had a professional editor. Um, It's uh, called Scott Editorial. They're based out of England. They're really good. They're actually doing my um, my next book, my my third novel, my fourth one published, going to be published. Yeah, with my editing, I I I basically looked online. I looked on Facebook, and I asked around because I'm in a bunch of writing groups about. I said, "Hey, um, you know, can somebody tell me what may my cost, you know, for editing per cuz most people edit actually by per word. So okay. word count does matter. Like for sure. instance, this was originally 120,000 words.
0: Holy cow. And
1: after they edited it went down to like 90,000.
0: Oh, but basically
1: okay. it was 120,000 words time whatever their price. Is. Sure, sure. And the uh, the person I work with, Rebecca, was very very good at that. She gave me, I mean, cuz, you know, a lot of places can like just tell you about like oh you put this word wrong or you know yeah. you spelled it wrong, but Rebecca also told me about like oh this doesn't fit. This is a continuity error. Okay. You know this person probably wouldn't do that. I took that into consideration. Okay. Um, stuff like that. I and mean, that's what you really need. And and then you also need some of your peers. Sure. And then you probably need sometimes some people who are not your peers because you want them to be honest about. Yeah. So, so these are
0: some tips for people that are wanting to be an author or are authors that you know, perhaps need a little extra guidance in their process.
1: Exactly. And that's another thing I would also suggest is um, is I would, if you have an idea, just write it down. Even if you're in, you know, bed or whatever or something like that or wherever in the shower, if you can, write it down as soon as you can. Because sometimes people forget about a lot of their types of um, ideas. Creativity. You know, yeah, exactly. With this book, I mean, for instance, the ending was not what I originally thought. But I thought about it like halfway through what the ending was going to be, meaning not the um original. I changed it and I think the ending that I came up with was much much better and that was just something I just thought.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies let's talk about shapewear. We all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're being suffocated. That sexy dress in the back of your closet is so freaking cute but the thought of having your inside squished by your shapewear is just not worth it. That's why Honey Love spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. Overly tight, cheap and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honeylove, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners for a limited time only. You can get Honeylove's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code LABEL320 at honeylove.com. That's right ladies, get 20% off of your entire order with LABEL320 at honeylove.com. So that leads me to my next question. Why fiction? I, I, so first of all, I say this a lot on the show, which you got anybody's listening, you guys know. I think it is, takes incredible discipline to write a book because I have two books I want to write, one for the show, and I have a ton of poems I've written my entire life. So I have two. And I just can't seem to discipline myself to sit down and actually start the process. So when it comes to fiction, I feel like that's even harder when it's not an anthology or poems or anything like that. Why fiction?
1: I just, I'd like to tell a story of how I maybe pictured as a movie. Okay. Yeah, you know, something like that, because I always picture everything like a movie, you know, I, I think most people do. Um, fortunately, the stuff that happened in these books weren't real life, but, you know, I just, I've always been fascinated with movies, so. I kind of figure it's like my way of making a movie. I mean, it's, sure. it's an easier way to do it. Sure. I and mean, you could also...
0: Well, that means that somebody could possibly make a movie out of it. They
1: could. and yeah. You could script write it. You can make your own. Or yeah. you could, um, you know, try to sell it to somebody, which eventually maybe I thought of that. You know, yeah. it's, if there is there is a market, I mean... Um, but oh, yeah.
0: yeah. For fiction, there's a huge market. So I, I, I had someone on the show. I, I feel like this is very interesting. Anybody that has been a fiction writer on the show has been in it so which i think is very interesting why do you think that is
1: i don't know maybe we're creative i'm not <laughs> with that I'm, I'm not sure but you, you're right or it may be also that um you learn to manage your time i mean okay. with with when you're writing it's like for instance i i have a way that i write now I, I don't know if anybody else does this but one thing i do think about is i i make it like almost like it bothers me if i don't write sure so, like, you always always make a goal, but never overextend that goal. Like, say, me, I'm going to make like two pages a day, and that's it. You know, sure. at least try two pages, maybe three, but never write ten because then you're just writing to write. Like, you're writing to have. Oh, I I, I did ten pages today, but what's ten pages of what?
0: Yeah, you sure. know, make
1: it two good pages as opposed to ten average pages.
0: Yeah, but I think though that it, you are using both sides of your brain because as an IT specialist, you're more analytical. Whereas, where you're writing something fiction you are using a different side of your brain, which requires creativity. And I think that those two is almost conflicting. And I think I've asked this question before, but I find it fascinating.
1: <laughs> I never thought of it. Later. That may very well be true. I, I, just, I, I try not to think about too much stuff when I'm writing. Like I said, it's like I I just try to put out what my ideas are, and sure. I know I'll be able to go back and fix them later. Yeah. Um, but like I said, but I also set goals and... Like sometimes, like with I have a fourth, um, well, I have two novels that are published so far. I have a short story, and then I have my fourth novel, which I'm working on right now. Oh boy. Wow. And I want to um, basically, with that story, I want to have a goal of when I want it to be done and be editing and be out. And I'm hoping for the summer.
0: Uh, So these are all fiction novels? Correct. So I think when you I used to love fiction when I was a, was a little girl. I used to read Christopher Pike. I don't know if anybody knows remembers Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Um, but it was like a way to escape my reality. That's what I I consider fiction to be. So for me when I was little, I grew up in a very abusive home. It's not not a secret. And I would go and I would just read read read. I would go to I'd have my mom drop me off at the library. I'd stay there for hours and read. And so I loved fiction, because it was a way for me just to kind of disconnect from everything that was going on around me. And so when I when I talk to people that are fiction authors, I want to understand, like, because there has to be something there that you're just trying to either create in your own life or trying to create a different world.
1: And That, that is true. I mean, it, for, it, it, I'm glad you brought that up, because actually one of the, somebody that I um, sort of talked to online, um, who I consider my friend, I started reading hers. Uh-huh, I've known okay. her for about a year. I mean, she just, um, yes, yeah, we talked a while. Um, she told me like what happened to her in her life, and she able to, able to convey it in her book. Yeah, which is very brave. I think it's very good. Um, my books are different. I mean, sometimes there's uh, composites of people like I used to know in these books, but sure. obviously the, the things never really happen. Judging by what happens in the books, um, but I, I think it's always a, it's a good thing to be able to do. That.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that it's powerful to be able to take that something. If you've gone through some kind of trauma and you are becoming an author and you're able to push, make that a little bit more therapeutic for you in your writing, that's great. But um, where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more about you, Bob?
1: <laughs> um, I am on Facebook. I do have a group. Um, it's called RWBiga Author, like the title here. Um, if you want to join that, you can find out about all my new releases, and I, I make new updates to their... Um, every time I have something new or it's on sale I'm um, like for instance my first book here education of Adam was actually at 90% off recently so I put that out there and I got some other people to buy it it was good um, and then every about four times a year this is important when if you decide to actually publish your book on um, Amazon with Amazon not through a publisher four times a year you can actually put your book on there with special prices for them which wow. is actually what I'm going to be doing in probably about two or three weeks. Okay. Um, so, like, for instance, I could put it I for like 99 cents. Sometimes you have free. Um, and it's also very good to get reviews because the more reviews you get on Amazon, the more that Amazon sees your book. So it's like, let's say you have, I think one of my books here has 84 reviews. Usually after you get about 50 reviews with people actually write comments yeah they start they start lumping your books with other books similar sure so that's, sure, that's sure. extremely important reviews okay. um,
0: well, we're getting yeah. more tips here for, for people that's awesome um, what would you say is your ideal reader for each of these books so okay. if anybody's listening you might be the ideal reader for this one
1: I would say this would probably about 15 to 21 and okay. the same with this one.
0: Oh now, yeah. Now my
1: okay. the, my short story, which just actually came out about a month ago, called Snowbound, um, is probably more for adults. It's only thirty one pages. It's a short story, and it's only on um, Amazon Kindle for right now. Okay. Um, but I would say that's more adult. It's
0: so why would you say fifteen to twenty one? What about this makes this more um, appealing to the younger crowd?
1: Because most of the characters are probably between fifty and twenty, oh, 20 years old, so that's why. Oh, okay, you know, all right,
0: okay, cool. I mean, I love the cover. I think it's like it's very interesting to me. It makes me want to say, "Hey," in the name "Fate's Collision." I mean, hey, I'm I can go transport myself back to high school years and try to like <laughs> uh, embed myself in the book and you know go for a ride.
1: Speaking of, of, of the actual cover, I actually got this from a group. Um, based out of, I think it was Maryland, called The Starving Artist. They did a very uh, good job on this, and they got it to me within a day and a half.
0: Oh, that's cool. I
1: mean, because they, they have, um, obviously, a really good team. There. This
0: is a great resource. So what's The Starving Artist?
1: It's, um, it's just, you know, well, from what I, I know, they just make book covers and different kinds of art that you'd want to put, like, on your websites and stuff. Like
0: very cool. So now that you're into your fourth novel, what would be a great piece of advice for anybody that's looking to, to write their own book?
1: Well, from what I see through other people that I've heard, like for instance, there was somebody actually at our um, that I used to work with who was kind of afraid of just like putting it out there because maybe sometimes people are afraid of criticism, but you know, never be afraid. it's always your own work. Yeah. not everybody's going to like your work, but probably exactly. most people will. And you can't please everybody. so and, and you have to and, and criticism, you get you know what happens? Nothing's ever perfect.
0: Well, if if everybody so if you if everybody loved you then you're doing something wrong because you got to have exactly. some haters okay you know when you have haters out there you're doing exactly. something right okay? but that's exactly
1: how I feel about <laughs> it you're right yeah no nothing can ever please everybody
0: <laughs> that's right um, well we're starting to the point in the show where we got to start wrapping things up so what are some last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience today
1: well um, uh, first of all if, like I said if you ever want to ask me any questions you can just go on Facebook. Um, uh, under rwbiga that's b-i-g-a um if you have any questions you can go there join my group um join uh, my page as it's called um or there are plenty of other groups on facebook i mean there i mean if you you look it up just like writers just put up the word writers or authors there are dozens and dozens of them you know get ideas from other writers because you know people will tell you because you know there's other stuff you have to you know watch out for too you know you have to watch out for sometimes there are scams out there unfortunately
0: yeah well with
1: you yeah. know some publishing companies, you have to be careful yeah so it's always good to learn that kind of stuff
0: all right well fantastic so if you guys have any questions or looking for a little guidance go ahead and reach out to bob he's very he's wonderful he's extraordinary he's a great person so do not hesitate to go follow his facebook group go purchase one of his books on amazon or send him a message to ask him any questions if you need a little bit more help in your process. So, Bob, thank you for sharing you. with thank us today question. what you got going on. I'm so excited for you. It's great to see you. <laughs> thank you. Thank great you. to have you back on the show. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Ronalescu <laughs> with Label Free Podcasts. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.